All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Non-Victim Nation podcast. I am here with Amy Martinez. Martinez. Okay, so I wasn't sure if I should call you that or like your whole last name. So Yeah, that's okay. Martinez is good. <laughs> okay. Uh, she is married to Alex Martinez, which I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me speaking with him. Um, they are the co-owners of Aries East Mesa Jiu-Jitsu out in East Mesa, obviously. Um, and... This is the first opportunity I've had to speak with Amy specifically about kind of her experience with the with jujitsu training and kind of everything that goes into that. And now on top of that, running an actual academy of your own. So that's <laughs> kind of a big deal. Um, so I guess I should start like with how did you get interested in jujitsu in the first place? So actually, both of us got uh-huh. interested in jujitsu because I went to nursing school. Okay. So I made friends with uh, Kevin, shout out to Kevin Bunyan, uh, Gracie, Arizona in Gilbert, I believe. Um, Kevin was going through nursing school with his wife and we became friends and Kevin would not shut up about jujitsu. <laughs> We'd be listening to a lecture and he'd lean over to me and he goes, I, I just want to be doing jujitsu right now. Right. I'm like, bro, you can't do that because we're going to be here until 10 o'clock. It's like, yeah, I know. Like, okay, shut up. So uh, because Kevin and Sarah were doing the class together and I was like, hey, you guys should meet my boyfriend. I think you'd like him. So during our breaks from school, we'd go to ball games or dinner or whatever. And mm-hmm. and of course, Kevin would not shut up about jujitsu. <laughs> and uh, he's a cool cat. Um, and then I graduated from nursing school in uh, December of 12, passed my boards in January of 13. Didn't have a job yet, but Alex says to me, you know, I'm going to see what this jujitsu thing is all about. Mm-hmm. And he just Googled jujitsu near me, and the first class, uh, the first school he found was closed, and the second school was, uh, I believe, a Carlson Gracie school where we met Gerson. Okay. Okay. Um, and he did a couple classes there, but the vibe wasn't quite right for him. Uh, Gerson's awesome, of course. Right. Uh, then he discovered Navas, and they were getting ready for pans, and... I think he had come home from like a work trip and decided, you know, I'm just going to stop in there. You know, so he's wearing his business casual flight uh, clothing, right? And (laughs) he goes in and they're working their butts off, getting ready for pans and the windows Mm -hmm. are sweaty and fogged up and gross. And he's like, yeah. So um, (laughs) I think he trained there for, uh, he went in like the next week or something and threw up during warmups and, you know, whatnot. Oh, wow. Um. But he was hooked. Yeah. You know, and so that was like springish mm-hmm. of 13. And he worked on me for a year. Okay. Uh, over a year, actually. Like, come on, Amy, you're going to love it. It's so cool. It's so cool. You know, and I'm not seeing him six days a week because he's <laughs> always training. Right. Um, I'm like, yeah, no, sweaty dudes, gross. No, mm. no, thanks. No, I'm good. Uh-huh. And then uh, one day, he'd been training for a year now, right? He's probably a two-stripe white belt at this point. And so it's late spring, early summer of 14. Mm-hmm. And he comes home from class. He's like, babe, I learned the coolest choke. I got to show you. And I'm like, uh, no. How about fuck off? No. And I, no, right. no. And then it, he's working on me for like an hour. You know, or dinner, yep. whatever. I don't even remember remember all of it. Except we we, we go to bed uh-huh. like an hour later after he's done with class. He slaps the mattress. He's like, "I gotta show you this choke." 
I love telling this story. I'm like, fine, if it will shut you up, fine. So then I get baseball bat choked with my own bed sheets. <laughs> and I'm kicking and punching at him, not jujitsu, right? Right, right. Um, and I'm pissed because he just choked the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm like, right. fine, fine. I will go if it will, ju- if just so I can defend myself from your bullshit. Right. And uh, so I believe it was June of 14. I had my first class. Nice. And uh, except for Blue Belt, I wasn't as consistent <laughs> at Blue Belt. Um, but uh, except for Blue Belt, I've been I've been mm-hmm. training ever since. So, That's really cool. Yeah, I just got my brown belt in March, which is still shocking. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's how I got into jujitsu. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, at any point, like, kind of since then, have you ever had occasion? Because I know that you work in the medical field, you can deal with some people that are not always all in their head. Yes. Have you ever had to like put those sort of things into practice? Not choking somebody out per se, but more like on the side of kind of helping to control that person. Fortunately, no. Okay. Um, but uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think everybody at that I work with is a little bit afraid of me, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Um, but I mean, it might have something to do with the, me telling them I will fight them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the we have certain like defensive tactics kind of classes uh-huh. for nurses that mm-hmm. I go to, and whenever I'm there, like, oh, we'll just send Amy in. Oh, we'll just send Amy to do it. Oh, whatever. Right. Um, but really, what I've the only thing I've had to do is de-escalate people okay so i haven't had to put hands on anybody i've never felt threatened i've been very fortunate in that regard but i'd Mm -hmm. like to also think that i'm pretty smart yeah uh keeping my keeping myself between the doorway and them for example right or the bed between them and me you know Mm -hmm. um and then just not being a dick (laughs) (laughs) that goes a long way (laughs) that goes a long way so that's cool too so I, I know that firsthand, just working in corrections, like you can accomplish a lot just talking to people, um, yeah. your demeanor and how you carry yourself on a daily basis. That really makes a lot of difference, too. Yeah. Um, this is something I've kind of talked about in other episodes that like predators and people that are like looking for victims, they're not going to pick somebody that looks like they can fight back. You know, right. somebody who right. carries themselves a, a certain way when you know that you can fight. You just move differently than somebody who doesn't. Absolutely. I've noticed that um, as I've gotten better at jujitsu, I've definitely noticed that. Right. And so um, I I feel like once you have that sort of confidence in yourself, like I said, you carry yourself differently. and, And people, even if they don't consciously acknowledge it, they don't understand it, they do recognize it. Yes. So, which I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, do you know other people that you've trained with that have had to like actually put any of this into practice or that's a good question nothing comes to mind straight away um but like you said when you are training jujitsu specifically because that's the only thing i've trained Mm -hmm. um you carry yourself differently because you know okay (laughs) okay she's got her hair down i can execute a collar drag if she comes at me (laughs) I'm grabbing her hair. It right. won't be fun for her, but mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Right. You know, um, just, you, you think about things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, you become less fuck withable. <laughs> if that word doesn't exist, it should. It should. It should. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so like when you went into it, uh, were you expecting that you would like kind of make your way all the way to like brown belt, black belt nope. and on? Or nope. Just... Um, no. Uh, I was just, like I said, Alex, when Alex started training, he was five, six, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. um, so if I wanted to actually see my husband, that's where I was going to get to see him. Mm -hmm. um, and it took a long time for me because and obviously he's a year in before I even start. Right. So right. he's way better than I am already. Right. Um, and I, it took me a long time to be able to roll with him and not get mad at him. <laughs> Um, because I still can't do shit when I roll with him. Right. Um, and I know I know jujitsu. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have a brown belt if I didn't know jujitsu. Mm -hmm. um, but I roll with him and I'm like, nope, I don't know shit. Can't do it. This yeah. isn't working. And now my back's taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it took, I, I realized. Um, it took me a long time to realize that my ego was getting in the way, specifically when I was rolling with him. Mm -hmm. um, I'm much better about that now. He's always been really cool. Mm -hmm. Me, not so much. Right. Um, what was the question? <laughs> um, Sorry. I'm were you were you thinking at, like as you went into this that I'm going to do this forever and I'm going to become a black belt someday and, and kind of go that direction. Sorry. Yes. yes. Um, no, I absolutely did not. That mm -hmm. didn't become real to me until I got my purple belt. Okay. Um, because I was just going to train and it was fun. Um, I did some competitions, um, which I, I like the prep for mm -hmm. competition. Right. I don't like actual competition. Um, just because I get, so anxiety ridden mm -hmm. um but it's just jujitsu right i it's just jujitsu and i know that yeah right um but then you feel like everybody's watching you and you don't want to let your team down and you don't want to let your coach down but mm -hmm. like if you've put in the work yeah you're not going to let anybody down they're already proud of you mm -hmm. you should be proud of yourself right right You're putting in the work and not not everybody who does jujitsu competes and that's fine right you know but good for you for taking that extra step and putting it out there you right. know against your peers hope hopefully right. um um i mean hopefully because at my level i'm old i'm not big i'm not little okay. and now i'm a brown belt there's mm -hmm. not a lot of us out there so mm -hmm. hopefully like i'm super excited i have an opponent for worlds so i feel like i have to quantify that word old <laughs> okay <laughs> And, fair, and the reason, and the reason why I say that is because what you, what an average person would think of as old, or at least in my mind, I think of somebody who's in their seventies, you know, that has sort of lost their ability to, to function normally. They they can't walk upstairs without pain or that kind of thing. Right. So when I think of old, that that's what I think of. Okay. When you're when you're talking about old, what you're I think is describing is that you're at an age bracket where there's just not that many people. Yes. In it that are competing at you know at the level you're at yes right so it isn't so much that you've aged out of the sport right I have not aged out of the sport that's true so I guess I mean jujitsu old okay right because <laughs> so, I'm only 48 and I'm in really great shape right. I mean that sounds so arrogant I've worked hard to get here um, but for a 48 year old female I'm in I'm in good shape so, I would agree. Uh, thank huh. you. Um, <laughs> but there aren't a lot of 48-year-old women, late 40s, mm -hmm. brown belt, 
middleweight. Like they're either little, mm -hmm. I'm talking 120 pounds, mm -hmm. or big, right? Over 160 pounds, right? I'm right in the middle. I fight at 150. Okay. So I'm willing to go up. I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. I, there's no way I'm going lower than 150. That would. I don't have the mental fortitude for that. Right. <laughs> um. So that brings up kind of another point that like most women, I shouldn't say most, there are a lot of women that once they've gotten to like their 30s, 40s and beyond, they have lost all motivation to to be strong. I don't yes. mean I don't mean to be fit like, you know, they 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 exercise and they watch their diet and whatever. And, you know, they're, right. they're relatively they fit every day or whatever. You know? Yeah. But that's not the same thing as being strong. No. OK. You, you develop strength on two levels you're, you're kind of your mental fortitude like how Absolutely. strong you are and how much you can deal with yep. right and then there's the other side of like the actual physical ability to like fight somebody off if you actually got attacked how capable are you of defending yourself you know right yeah and i think that like most things our society has just made life so easy for us that we don't need to do that so most people just don't yes you know agreed, agreed. um and so i I really wish there was some way to like just magically convince people it's like, no, this really is important. You need to be doing this because you don't know what could happen. Right. You know, it's like saying I've never been in a car accident. That doesn't mean you're never going to get in a car accident. Absolutely. You know, odds are good that you're going to, <laughs> you know, right. Right. Um, and because of the way our society is going, the, the likelihood that you're going to be attacked by somebody or, or even harassed by somebody is doing something as simple as fucking getting gas is yes. higher and higher the, yes. the further we go along, right? So not having that mindset of I actually do need to be prepared to take care of myself or defend myself if it absolutely comes down to it is a really big deal. Right. Uh, which is a large part of why I do this podcast in the first place. I'm hoping that people will take something away from this conversation and start to move that direction. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, it Just in recent days, you know, just scrolling Instagram or whatever, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different like fitness people that I follow on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, motivational, I, I couldn't name any names if I tried right now, but uh, like motivational fitness people. Um, and one like recurring message that I've come across in the past couple days is um, do something hard every day. Yes. Right. And when you... Accept that some and just embrace that suckitude mm -hmm. of whatever hard thing you choose. It doesn't have to be exercise. Maybe mm -hmm. it's uh, tackling the doom piles you have piled around on your kitchen in your kitchen counters. Um, do something hard every day, mm -hmm. and when you can accept the difficulty of that task, mm -hmm. life becomes easier. Yeah, because you've just forced yourself to do something hard. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but when you put off all of those difficult things or you just don't do those difficult things, life is hard. Right. You know, and that was I'm like, huh, that really resonated with me in the past several days. Just videos that I've come across. I'm like, OK, I do hard things. That's mm -hmm. cool. All right. <laughs> right. That doesn't, and that doesn't mean that life is easy because mm -hmm. uh, with the academy, for example, we're going through. Uh, a transitionary period that is difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex bears the brunt of that, unfortunately, but um, you know, I help where I can. Um, but because we regularly do hard things, mm -hmm. when 
things are difficult, we're like, okay, this is hard right now, but we can handle hard things. And so we just keep putting one foot in front of the other, handling mm-hmm. the difficulties that are, you know, forced upon us. And then mm-hmm. it's okay. We're going to be fine. Right. So that's uh, cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched the show 1883? No. It's one of the kind of prequels to the show Yellowstone. Okay. To be honest, I don't have a lot of time for TV. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so the whole idea of this of the show is that there's a group of immigrants from Germany, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get from you know uh, uh, Texas to Oregon. Okay. okay. It's 1883. There is no established like trail. They right. got to make this shit up as they're going along, right? And as you know, they they have they come across just all of these things that they have never been exposed to before Mm -hmm. how do you cross a river in a wagon or on horseback or deal with a tornado you know you know like how do you deal with the fact that there's there's bandits out there that are going to come and steal your shit and kill you if they can right you know and so it's really interesting the show itself is is good it's well written right but it's the psychological part of it and, and the component of in a in a functioning society if you break everything down this is how it's supposed to be you know, if you have somebody in the group who is like stealing or doing something, you know, bullying other people, it's up to the collective of that group to straighten that person out and say, knock it off or go away. Uh huh. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I think of those like the immigrants and, and the idea that they're coming from someplace that's completely different than here, obviously, in a mm-hmm. whole other country. Right. And they're going to try to survive through something that is hard even for people that are fully prepared and know what the hell they're doing, mm-hmm. let alone people who don't. Right. right. So it isn't their fault per se that they're not exposed or they're not prepared for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I'm trying to get at, but I think that there are a lot of people in our society who it's not their fault that they, they live their lives wherever they are. And a lot of times it's in cities and, and really far removed away from, rural areas and things like that where they have to like do a little bit more on their own Uh right but the the idea that they were willing to like actually go out there and put their literally their lives in danger and may not survive this entire endeavor you know that's a big big deal yeah it's very brave yeah so it's kind of the same thing people who decide i'm going to train even if like when you started you, you were training either because it was fun or because you wanted to compete with somebody or just not get choked out anymore. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it started with, I don't want to get choked out anymore. And then I was like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Right. Huh. Let's see how I do about somebody else in my division. Right. right? Uh Yeah. So um, I think that it takes a lot of mental fortitude to even start on that path, but to keep going once you recognize the things that could go wrong. Or how badly you suck at something, you know. Yes. <laughs> that that's pretty impressive, you know, which I think is great. <laughs> yeah, jujitsu is really hard, and what you know, um, mm-hmm. it's a good allegory for your life. Like you just have mm-hmm. to keep showing up because progress will happen uh-huh. as long as you show up, right? And just try. Yeah, keep trying. Yeah. Uh, so kind of going back to the guy that you were talking about before that just wouldn't shut up about jiu-jitsu. Kevin, Kevin. Yes. So I've noticed, I found I was doing the same thing. Like right after I started training, that's all I could talk about to anybody. Yeah. You know, I was doing, I was driving for Uber and Lyft at the time and every single person that got in that car got you to hear about jiu-jitsu. 
<laughs> and about how important it was and you should really go do this and by the way there's a school right here yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. nice you know so um they're like oh thank god i'm out of this car yeah but maybe yeah it's a little seed maybe you know, in a year they'll be like ah jiu-jitsu where have i heard about that before right but to this day that's like some of the the first advice that i give to people especially when i find out that their parents is they should get their kids practicing jiu-jitsu yeah. because it's so important for them it builds self-confidence it makes them stronger it teaches them a lot of respect and humility and all i mean everything and go on and on and on about that yeah so yeah, absolutely um yeah it's just do you i mean i'm sure that you probably tell other people about jujitsu yep um do you feel like they are receptive to that idea or are they just like yeah sure amy whatever we're not as badass as you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that's a lot of both both mm -hmm. they're receptive to it because they're curious mm -hmm. but mostly i think people don't think that it's for them or that they could do it mm -hmm. and they're probably sick of me uh talking about it <laughs> um but you know you have like i have my work friends that they're great people um and they they care for others because that's that's what we do as nurses right um and yeah, it's like, yeah, we're not as badass as you. And I'm like, listen, I'm not a badass. I'm not. I'm right. not. I just, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. And it has given me tools. Like, I'm confident if some dickwad tries to attack me, mm -hmm. barring him having a weapon, I'm pretty confident that I can protect myself mm -hmm. enough to get away or that he's going to give up. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Right. And not a lot of women have that unless they train. Right. You know, um, I, with jujitsu, not, so not only do I have that confidence because I know, like, I know what to do if somebody comes at me, mm -hmm. I'm improving my bone density and strength right. so that I'm going to be able to do stuff mm -hmm. like walk up the stairs yeah. longer than people who don't do that stuff. Right. You know, and that's important to me. Like, Alex and I, Alex jokes that he wants to be able to um, harass his grandson's child <laughs> when that right. person exists, right? right? We have a grandson. He's not even a year old yet. Right. So in 20 plus years, when that child has a child, Alex mm -hmm. wants to be around to play with that new baby. Right. And I'm like... That's a pretty solid fucking goal. Right. Right. That sounds fun. Yeah. Right. There, that baby's going to be like, who are these old people? But that's fine. Right. Um, we're going to be, we're going to still be around to see yeah. the, that child, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so that's one of the reasons we do jujitsu. Right. <laughs> um, if you do other women ever ask you for advice about, what you do or why you're doing it? Yes. And mostly they are, they have been bitten by the jujitsu bug. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I get better? Keep showing up. Right. And that's what Alex has always told me. Just keep showing up. Mm -hmm. And every higher belt I've talked to, just keep showing up. Right. Right. Um, I'm at a point now, like, I, I don't want to say that I'm coaching people, but I can help people get mm -hmm. better at X, Y, or Z mm -hmm. um, because I have suffered through learning X, Y, or Z. So I've right. learned, um, like, one thing that I'm pretty good at is applying 
pressure from the top. Mm-hmm. And I was taught that by a hundred and nothing pound brown belt eight years ago, okay. you know, and she would rearrange the shape of your head, which is really super cool. <laughs> and that's yeah. my life. My life's work in jujitsu is to yeah. try and rearrange the shape of your head. And so now, yeah. like just uh, a week or so ago, I was helping a friend of mine who was competing this past weekend mm-hmm. apply that kind of pressure. And I was having her do it to me. Right. And that was I can't tell you how cool that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I absolutely encourage women who haven't trained to come in to train. We mm-hmm. have new men coming into our academy mm-hmm. and they'll mention their girlfriend. And, I'm, and I always tell them, this is for her too. Bring her in. Right. You know, so um, I try to do what I can to get more women in the sport. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, on the on the idea of like uh, spouses or people in relationships training together, uh, I'd like to think that that in, would some way kind of build the relationship between them and give them a stronger bond. But is that typically what you see? Great question, actually. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, it took a long time for me to be okay rolling with Alex without getting mad because mm-hmm. he would just murder me. Mm-hmm. Um and that I realized that that was my ego not being set aside, right? Mm-hmm. I know he's better than I am. That's okay. He's a great athlete. Um, I have to work harder at that to be really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I we have we do have couples that come in, and mostly they both can set their egos aside, and there are some that cannot, right. and it's. It's not necessarily one person or the other. Like in with me and Alex, it was definitely me. Mm-hmm. It has definitely been me. With other couples that I've seen, sometimes it's both of them mm-hmm. can't put their egos aside. Right. right. So, and but that's what we say in jujitsu, right? Leave your ego at the door and just yeah. come train. Yeah. It's very very hard to do. So, um, if they can put their egos aside, and that's a day to day thing. Mm-hmm. when you're training with your partner, yeah. um, your significant other, I should say. Um, every day you have to remember, okay, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fight with him right. like emotionally, but I'm going to physically fight with him right now because it's jujitsu time. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can, it can mm-hmm. improve your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it can cause fights. <laughs> um, but if you both know that going in mm-hmm. and then can talk about it um, and realize I, I, it's funny, um, just realize sometimes you are the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think women in general have a harder time realizing that they are part of the problem. I know I do. It took me mm-hmm. a long time to realize when I was rolling with Alex and getting mad mm-hmm. that it was not him. It was me mm-hmm. being mad that he was doing X. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got he's got a way better butterfly guard than I could even ever hope to have. But he's worked on it really hard. And I always he always sweeps me. Always. Right. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, and that's that's and then I get pissed about it. That's not a him problem. That's a me problem. Right. Right. Um. And in all of this, more social media stuff, like all of this uh, women carrying the mental load of the household Mm -hmm. conversation that goes on on social media, 
it carries into jujitsu, for example, and like in this this mental load conversation that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like it's men don't try to carry the mental load, right? So then you get women get pissed off. I know I've gotten pissed off. And back up, set all of that aside, realize that you're getting pissed off because they can execute a technique that mm-hmm. you can't, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can't defend. So that's on you right. to recognize that they're just doing that technique that you're not defending well, for example. Like that yeah. butterfly sweep that right. I'm talking about. Um, and I think that's harder for women to recognize that they too can be a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it does. So I'll give you a different example. So my son and I obviously are extraordinarily close, right? Right. When Hunter was growing up, I very rarely had to discipline him in, in any way other than like maybe raising my voice. Mm-hmm. I never really spanked him, mm-hmm. you know. I just it was never necessary. I was very good at like setting expectations and saying this is what it is, and he just understood that and everything worked right. Right. So there has never been any real physical. I don't want to say abuse because that's not the right word. There's never been any excessive use of force against him ever in his life mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. So when we roll, if if we're training together and I do something that, that hurts him or choke, like if I put him in a, in a pretty solid choke, mm-hmm. that to him is more disturbing because it's me, the person he trusts most on the fo- among right. any, anybody on the face of the planet to never ever harm him, right. but always be there to protect him. Mm-hmm. I'm the one actively... Harming him at that point. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a psychological thing for him. He doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it isn't doesn't mean we don't train. You know, uh, I just have to be aware of that. And and when I know that I have the truck, I'm much quicker to let let go because I don't need to. I don't need him to tap out to tell me that I got it. I know. Uh-huh. Right. You know? Right. Um, so it's it's that sort of thing. And so I think that's kind of the same idea that you're talking about. Yes. Um, it's you're looking at that other person as somebody that you love and respect and you don't understand why they're doing something that's causing you to be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, even though that yes. that isn't their intention, right. they're just, they're doing what they, it's sort of like if we just sat down on a plate, I actually, okay, I'll give you a different example. <laughs> my, my son's mother and when we were still together, we sat down and we played a game of chess and I beat her at chess and she got really upset, you know, it wasn't because I beat her at chess. It's because like I was generally better at a lot of things that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was just that. It, it it wasn't that particular thing. It was kind of everything that went into that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one more example of me demonstrating that, yes, I, I know more that I'm stronger or that I'm more capable than you are. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and that's not a... It, it's not even a failing of either party. Yeah. It's just you have more experience at chess. Yeah. For example, than I do. Right. So, like, I can't be pissed at you for beating me in chess because I'm just not good at that. Right. Or the logic or the forward thinking required of chess mm-hmm. and jujitsu is something that you're better at than I am. Right. And that's a skill that can be built. Yes, definitely. Over but, time. But <laughs> uh, it takes time. Right. So. <laughs> And there's nothing to say that like one person can't just through natural uh, capability or whatever excel faster than even than their partner, right? And now those things kind of get reversed, and now they, they may be the guy that says, "Hey, I gotta let go of the idea that I'm bigger and stronger, so I should be winning." 
yes. and she's kicking my ass. Yes. Kind of thing. And that, that happens a lot um, <clears throat> with younger men that I'll roll with. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they'll go hard and they're like, man, I'm old. Like, <laughs> please don't stack me. My, I got... I want to do this for 20 more years. Right. You know, just as a ex- uh, poor example. Mm-hmm. Um, but God forbid they lose to a woman, even if she's a brown belt. Yeah. Right. But to be fair, those guys are really athletic and strong. Yeah. Right. Um, strength isn't supposed to matter, but it totally does. Um, in jiu-jitsu, it's not mm-hmm. supposed to matter, but it does. Um, to an extent. To an extent. Absolutely. I mean, um, but yeah, there's there's. Mm -hmm. That's definitely an element right? Um, on both, you know, men and women. It's Mm -hmm. definitely an element. Right. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Well, because it's it's human nature. It's it's our ego. You know, we feel like we should be better at something, even if we've never tried it before. Right. You know, right. So uh, I can't remember. It's uh, who is it? It's one of the uh, big guru people. uh, Who am I thinking of? Anyway, his 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 whole thing is that if you trade expectation for appreciation, you'll be better off all the way around. Tony trade expectation for appreciation. Yeah, just appreciate that you can do X. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going into a situation and you have an expectation of how the outcome should be, mm-hmm. right, and then that isn't met, that's it is what it is. Okay. But if you appreciate the things that you have, your ability to get into that situation in the first place, or to even be in the environment to all the other factors that kind of have to go along with that, spend more time being appreciative of what you have and, and less time yes. focusing on what you don't have. Absolutely. You know, the, just uh, a positive mind sh- yeah. mindset shift. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I'm struggling to come up with this guy's name. He's super famous. He's real tall. Uh, Tony, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of it later. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, o'clock in the morning you'll be. That's his name. Yeah, uh, but that's something that I try to keep in mind because there are times like when I'm I'm working, and I don't like the way that the the yard is being run. The, there are situations that come up, and you know there's the the different elements in the leadership. So there's a lieutenant, there's a captain, there's a, a deputy warden and they may all be giving counterproductive directions and, mm-hmm. and expecting everything to work and it doesn't so now right. it's just a giant shit show and it's like you know i get really irritated it's like well let's not focus on that let's focus on the idea that a i have a job i'm getting paid Woo-hoo. this isn't that hard and right you know in a couple hours i get to go home i'm like the fuckers that live here yeah that's, <laughs> you know? that's a really really great uh mindset yeah. absolutely it, it's hard to achieve sometimes but if you really kind of focus on that idea don't think so much about the things that that aren't going the way that you want them to or that mm-hmm. you expect that they should be more on the side of just appreciating what you have and, and what you do right you know yeah yeah so. i get to go home these guys don't right right so yeah <laughs> that i i actually i really needed to hear that i was telling somebody yesterday at work um i like i really don't like the person that i am here because mm-hmm. i get really angry mm-hmm. a lot um not about taking care of people just just the stupid shit involved with being in the in the healthcare industry mm-hmm. um and uh and it just it just makes me mad like uh 
oh sure we we have to do we have to do test x before we can do test y we all know fucking test x is not going to show diddly shit can we just fucking skip the stupid shit and uh-huh. go to test Y, which we know is going to give us the answer that we need. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. We have to do this one first. Right. That's a waste of energy, time, and money. Right. We know that we know they need an MRI. Can we just do that? Nope. We got to get an X-ray first. Get fucked. <laughs> uh, so it's stuff like that. <laughs> but like, I have a job. It right. pays for my house. You know, I have. I get to eat. My vehicle is paid for. You know, mm-hmm. I. Also get to train jujitsu whenever I want, as long as I'm not at work. Um, you know, there's a there's I have a lot. My life is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there anybody if they stop and think about it, there's a lot that they can be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in, in the most minimal terms, it's like relatively speaking, we're all free. Meaning that yes. if I decide to, I can get in my car and just drive someplace, and nobody's going to stop me. Correct. You know, I can sleep in in the morning because I feel like it on my days off. Yep. You know, I can eat bacon every day of the week if I feel like it because, uh, you know. Not advisable, but yes, <laughs> you, you know? can eat bacon every day if you want. <laughs> you know, not everybody has that ability. You, right. you know, other places, other countries, whatever, and people don't have those freedoms necessarily. And right. we do. We do. For now. We'll get into that, but yeah. yeah. Ooh, soapbox, soapbox. Okay, yes. stepping down, stepping down, breathing. Okay, yeah, carry on. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like I said, it's it's just a part of a human nature that we all go into things, I think, expecting something, a certain outcome. Um, I will say that like when I went into jiu-jitsu the very first time I was there, mm-hmm. it's not that I expected anything. I just didn't know what to expect. So I was pretty open to the whole thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And so when I was getting just fucking tossed around like a little kid, yes. you know, I was so amused. I thought it was so funny because here <laughs> I am. I've had decades of experience like doing other martial arts and doing security and, and all these things. Been in lots of fights. And, you know, I, I think I know what to do. Right. And apparently everything that I thought was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, stand this way. Nope. You get swept. Put your foot here or put your arm here. Nope. You're going to get arm barred. You know, you're just like all yes. these things. It's like. Yeah, so you learn really quickly what you don't know. <laughs> right. We had a friend tell us years ago uh, that he'd gotten into a fight. And this was a jujitsu guy, and I, I think he was at least a purple belt. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe he was a – it doesn't matter. He'd been training jujitsu for a couple years. He got into this fight, and he goes, the guy was doing everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I remember of the story, but mm-hmm. this guy had – the incredulity with which he had said – the guy was doing everything wrong. So uh-huh. I did this and I did that. And then I got it mount and I just smothered him. Like, right. Nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't take a punch. Right. Not a single one. Because mm-hmm. this other guy had no idea how to fight. Well, yeah. And and that's just it. Most people don't. They have they think that they do. They have an mm-hmm. idea that because they've been in altercations before, maybe they have been in fights before. You know? So they, they kind of carry that forward, you know, that that singular or limited experience. And say, well, that's enough to carry me no matter what. No matter right. who I run into, I'm going to know what to do and I'm going to be able to handle it. It's like, right. obviously, that isn't the case. If Mike Tyson shows up at your front door, I don't care I'm how many fights him. you've had. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> he, he's going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. You know, same thing. Like, if somebody broke into your house between you and Alex, that guy's going to have a fucking bad day. Yeah. He's going to have a bad day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
and there are weapons here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I kind of keep coming back to this idea of like, how do you, how do you keep introducing this idea to people, especially women and get them to understand how important this is. And, you know, uh, cause I know that you do like free classes for people and that sort of thing to kind of get them in the door and, yeah. you know, yeah, n- not so class. much. Yeah. And while it's a business, that isn't the real purpose of like what you guys are doing. At least I don't feel like that's the it thing. It is not. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. what we want is what, what I want mm-hmm. is to people to come in and check jujitsu out and see how fun it is. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hard though. Yes. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this for nine years now, and I'm not a black belt. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with a brown with having my brown belt. Like, right? right. Um, I, yeah. Um, it's fucking hard, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Yeah. And the community that I have immersed myself in now uh-huh. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's because we choke each other, <laughs> right? right? Like, and and we push each other to be better right. constantly, mm-hmm. pushing to be better. Right. Like, if I if I can't defend myself from my friend Erica, she's going to put me to sleep, mm-hmm. right? She's going to rearrange the shape of my head if mm-hmm. I give her that chance. So I have to not give her that chance. Yeah. And when I'm not giving her that chance, she's fighting for something else, right? right? And we both get better together. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly pushing each other Mm -hmm. to be better Mm -hmm. by doing hard things. Yes. Right? Uh And when you have, when you surround yourself with those people who are pushing you Mm -hmm. to be better because they're trying to kill you um, (laughs) in the friendliest way possible. Yes, exactly. I like struggle creates bonds. Right. And that's what we do in jujitsu. We struggle mm-hmm. with each other. Right. Through this really hard art that we're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And you get close to you emotionally close to your to these people, right? Mm-hmm. And then the people you are friends with that don't train, they don't they just don't get it. Right. They just don't get it. Um so it's kind of it makes it hard to be friends with people who don't train because they don't get it because maybe they don't choose to do hard things. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make them bad people at all. No. They're I'm sure they're great people. Mm-hmm. But they're not on your level. Right. So or you're on different levels, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to imply that jiu-jitsu players are better than other people although they are. Um <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding mostly. Um, mostly. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, but I mean, it goes doing hard things makes life easier mm-hmm. because you can you you're more adaptable. You know what you need to do to calm yourself down to handle this new cluster fuckery that has mm-hmm. presented itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and other jujitsu players get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how jujitsu ruins your life. Because you have all of these friends that are great people, but they don't train. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you guys don't get it. Right. And these guys who train get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So. So 
I know that like when soldiers are in war together, they're dealing with a situation that literally is life and death, or at least it can be. Yes. Right. That creates some of the strongest bonds, human bonds possible. Yes. Like greater than any familial bond that exists anywhere. Right. Except for maybe between a parent and children. Okay. I've seen it. I feel like when you're doing jujitsu, not jujitsu specifically, but that is one of the best examples that you're developing those same sort of bonds because even though it isn't true life and death, it, you're you're pushing each other to the very edge of that. Yes. You know, when, when you're losing consciousness because you're being choked out. Yes. That's about as close as you're going to get. Yes. You know. Yes. And it isn't to say that you have to get to that point to build those bonds. Just the pure struggle of, you know, we're training together. Like when, when you start off as white belts and you're with a group of other guys, they're all trying to learn the same shit you are, you know, and you're doing everything you can just to like either not get into an armbar, but also put that person into some submission, you know, you're, you're building a bond and a relationship that is not easily replicated anywhere else. Absolutely. And you do create or you become a part of a, uh, a group, uh, you know, something again that you just don't find other places. Even when you work with people, you know, um, you can build bonds and things like that because of the common shit that you've got to deal with, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think it's on the same level. You don't have that same sense of community. That right. everybody is here together to support everybody. And yes, I'm going to try to choke you out, but at the end of the day, I still love you as, you know. Yes. We're still friends. Yes, we're still you know? friends. <laughs> you know. We're not friends for these five minutes, but uh, right. like, I don't want to break you. Yeah. Right? But I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of failing points in our society right now, things that are, you know, the breakdown of, like, the family structure, the loss of religion, the, you know, just the fucking two-tiered legal system that we have, you know, um, all kinds of things. Our society is is slowly unraveling. We need things like this to help create better people. Yes. That have better ideas and better uh, resilience. Resilience. Um, Because they're doing those hard things, they're able to deal with stress and and things that other people can't. They're not just going to fall apart because shit's not going the way they want it to. Right. Because let's be real. Shit's not going to go the way you want it to most of the time. Right. You can. uh, I mean, you can fucking fuck around and find out. Mm -hmm. Right. But I and I love that. I love that idea. Mm hmm. And I want to come at the fuck around from an educated perspective as much as I can, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to just go jump off of a cliff. Right. I'm going to be like, okay, how can I do this safely? Mm-hmm. And then I'll do it to the best. I still might die, right? Right. But I came at it from, okay, I have my, I don't know, what do they call those wingsuits or whatever? Or I have, right. uh, I have a parachute or I have a bungee cord or something like that, you know? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. Um <laughs> But like from an educated perspective, like Mm -hmm. I looked into all of the things that will make cliff jumping safe Mm -hmm. as cliff jumping goes. Right. Um, And I implemented those things. I'm wearing a helmet. Yes. (laughs) You know, I don't know. But and then once I have done that, then I can try it. Right. See how it goes. Right. Right. So that the outcome is the best I could hope for. Right. And still like an adventure. Right. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. So I think that uh, probably at the most simplistic level, camping is is a really good way to like build at least some sort of resilience for people. 
you know, if and when I say camping, I don't mean like take the RV the, to the rim. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's got electricity and air conditioning. Glamping or something like Glamping that. Glamping is, yeah. I think that's what they call it now. Yeah. When you take your RV yeah. with its generator. Yeah. But like literally go someplace that's at the very edge of like, you know, if somebody had to come and rescue you, like how could they get to you? You know, go out and away from everything and literally just have nothing. Not your pillow, not your toothbrush, Wait, not your whoa, whatever. Whoa, whoa, not you know? your pillow? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> come on now. You it's know. ergonomic. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but like if you if you can push yourself kind of to that extreme and, and no, don't all of a sudden, you know, I've never ever camped in my entire life. I'm just going to drive, you know, off the edge of a cliff and, and try to survive kind of right. thing. No, right. Unwise. You're going to kind of like incrementally kind of increase this or, or start with other people to help support you or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But the idea of kind of like removing as many of the comforts and the, and the things that like make life easy as possible. Yes. And kind of sort of like realizing that you can survive. You don't need all of those things. Life has become very easy for us. Yes. But it doesn't have to. Right. You we know, all walk around with a computer in our pocket. Yeah. You know, but if you take all of those things away, you can still survive. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you can figure it out. You can do all the things that you need to do to like get back to the civilization. And then once you get back, A, you've had that experience. You feel like you can accomplish something now. Yeah. You're much more resilient. You understand that, you know, shit that most people think is the end of the world. It's not that fucking big a deal. Right. Okay. And number two. The three, like when you get to put your head on your fucking ergonomic, perfectly pillow, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, you truly appreciate like how yes. wonderful that is. Yes. Okay. Because you didn't have it before. Right. So I, I just think that that's a really good way for people who have never had, this is kind of going back to the show, like people who have never experienced like true hardship or having to do things that could literally cause them their life, you know? Stepping outside of like your normal boundaries and what you think you're capable of and understanding that there is more. You can do more. Yes. Yes. You know, and you can survive even through shit that right. may seem insurmountable, you know, if, if you yeah. approach it the right way. If you approach it the right way. Yeah. yeah. Like we weren't, I don't think we were put on this earth to work 40 hours a week to pay for a house and a car and insurance and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Like we've evolved to that mm -hmm. and it, it blows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's another thing that like I really like about the show is because everything, just the stark reality of like how harsh things can be, mm -hmm. you know, and we have so, we've come such a long way from that, that I think that we're, we've forgotten where we came from. Yeah. You know. I think about that sometimes. Uh, my parents have a cabin in Alpine, Arizona, which is pretty remote. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be driving there, and I've got this nice asphalt paved road mm -hmm. that it's smooth going. And I think about, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, this was underwater. And then <laughs> right. you know, a couple hundred years ago, this road wasn't here. Uh -huh. And some motherfucker in a wagon mm -hmm. came across it. Yeah. Right? And to to come to phoenix mm -hmm. like that it blows my mind but it's cool like right? right like somebody had to come here from somewhere else right yeah <laughs> right um yeah somebody had to make those first steps to get to where we are yeah you know the whole 
because I grew up in Washington, like one of the biggest pieces of things that we had to study of like for social studies Mm -hmm. was the Oregon Trail, Lewis and Clark and and that, that whole thing, right? And understanding like how much... But as a kid, you can only understand so much of that. You under you get the idea that there were uh, natives, and there were you just the the landscape itself was an obstacle, and Absolutely. you know having to survive that long of a trail. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really understand how severe those things are, right. you know. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. as a kid, you don't have the life experience to expand your brain around that, right? As you gain life experience, you're, you 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 have the capacity to think beyond, mm-hmm. um, because you're like, wow, you know, you've you've already you've gone through some stuff, mm-hmm. right? And as kids, ideally, you haven't gone through a lot of stuff, right? Right. So you can't expand your brain, and then as you learn more stuff, or as you experience hardship or difficulty, and then you go, wow, some motherfucker uh-huh. with no air conditioning. In hopefully a covered wagon yeah. came across the desert to get here, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, That's crazy. So, uh, kind of on the social media note, I saw this little uh, thing on Instagram, and I've talked about this before, but it's like one of the coolest things that I can think of, and and I'll show it to you. It's like this guy, and he's walking, and it says like the '80s. You know, this guy, he's walking, he bumps into like the frame of the door uh-huh. and doesn't even flinch. He just bounces off it and keeps moving, doesn't yeah. blink, right? Yeah. And then they show like the same guy going through the same door, and this is in the 90s, right? And he and he bumps into it and he kind of like makes a little face, but he keeps walking, right? Uh-huh. You know, and you get to like the 2000s and like now, like the he bumps into the door, but he makes this just like really, you know, what Ang- the fuck kind of face, you know? Yeah. It's like, and then like whatever kind of expression. And then the next one is like the the 2010s, 2020s, whatever yeah. it was, right? And it's like he bumps into it, falls down on the ground, this big dramatic thing, and he's like got this like like I'm I'm mortally wounded kind of thing. But he stops for a second to hold his phone up to take a selfie, and then goes yeah. back. <laughs> I, I think I've seen that one. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that that is one of the truest expressions of like how our society, society has, has changed. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like. It's as simple as like it's a fucking you know you, you hit your shoulder on the door so what keep right. going you know right. and <laughs> as such an inanimate object as a doorway yeah like it was there you you fucked, fucked up, up. <laughs> <laughs> right you know it ain't like it fucking jumped in front of you <laughs> right it's not mobile we right. don't have that yet yeah mobile so, doorways so being upset with the fact that you ran into it is kind of going back to the the whole your ego thing in jujitsu it's like. Yes. You're the one making the mistakes here. Yes. You're the one that didn't have the proper training or whatever to deal with or the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. So, yeah. But recognize that that's a you problem, not a door problem. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the door is just doing its thing. Right. <laughs> you know, the fact that you weren't paying attention, that's your fault. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, uh, yeah, that video absolutely demonstrates how we have uh, had. I, maybe not completely lost, but have moved away from self-responsibility mm-hmm. for our own choices or mistakes. Right. Like, you're a variable in your life, bro. You can make different choices, right. and that's okay. And you, and you can also say, my bad. I right. fucked up. <laughs> so the part that really sticks out to me is the fact that, like, he's, you know, going through all this, you know, uh, 
drama to to signify how much damage he's done or right. you know has been done to him but he stops just long enough to take a selfie it's like yeah. not not only am i experiencing all this trauma right self-induced mind you but i'm going <laughs> right. to like stop and make sure that everybody else sees how much trauma i'm, de- I'm having to deal with yes you know yes. It, it isn't enough that like i have a problem it's like everybody else needs to know about it too so they can yes. sympathize and so i can have all this attention and whatever it's like that's the the fucking wrong way to think about things you know if you make a mistake learn from the mistake and move on yes you know don't don't try to show the entire world that that you were right and the doorway was the fucking wrong thing here (laughs) you know (laughs) because unfortunately that's that's how things are now it's like people are making mistakes where they're thinking about things the wrong way but they expect everybody else to course correct so that they don't have to experience that. So they don't have to accept yeah. the responsibility. And it's like, just because you believe something, and this goes into a whole other realm of things, just because you believe something, you identify a certain way, doesn't mean the whole rest of the world has to shape itself around that belief. Right. Your beliefs are your own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, I have my beliefs, you have yours. Yeah. You don't get to tell me what I believe. Right. You don't. You don't get to dictate my behavior based on what you believe, mm-hmm. and that's ultimately the problem right now. Right. Um, and so that's what leads to more and more people just being doing things that they otherwise wouldn't have done 10, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the idea that like you could be getting gas and mining your own business and somebody can come up and start harassing you. You know, in different states you know it's perfectly acceptable to like walk into stores and steal as much as you can carry and walk back out and and have zero fear of prosecution you know that didn't exist when i was a kid Mm -mm. you know and i'm I'm gonna throw out back in my day that okay (laughs) (laughs) that that didn't fucking happen okay now who's old (laughs) (laughs) you know like i said the the world is definitely moving in in a not so good direction right and i think different place than Four yeah. years ago. And I think that we need to start taking responsibility for ourselves. We need to start doing hard things, just like you said, yeah. every day. Yeah, to get every day. better prepared and better inoculated for those situations because they aren't going to change. No. If anything, they're only going to get worse. Yes. I, I had a patient, mm. uh, a family member of a patient that we were having a very similar conversation to this yesterday. Uh, and he was like, he, he, that's what he was saying, like, She's lucky. She's not going to be around for very much longer. Yeah. She's, you know, and that sucks. But, and that sucks for him. But mm-hmm. uh, he was like, but the world is not going in a good direction. Right. And she doesn't have to suffer through it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm still going to be around to see what happens. And she's the lucky one. Right. You right. Know, but it, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a coping with grief kind of thing, too. But he's not wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. There, it's, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy. It really is. Um, do you have other advice for people? Uh, not just about jujitsu, but just in general, like things that they, steps that they could be taking to kind of move that direction, to, to get to the place where they're, they're more resilient or they're better prepared? I'm sure I do. Uh, There has been a proven positive correlation between physically moving your body mm-hmm. 
and your mental health. Right. So take literal steps to do that. Go for a walk. It doesn't have to be hard. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be hard. Right. But it's hard to get started. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to sit on your couch at the end of the day and go, what's on Netflix right now? Right. Mm -hmm. That's easy to do. Right. Making yourself go for a walk, being outside for half an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in Arizona, it can be done. Right. Um, it's got to be 930, but that's <laughs> not the or right. 530. Right. Um, do that. Take those literal mm-hmm. steps because mm-hmm. you will you will feel better. And forcing yourself to do something that you don't particularly want to do mm-hmm. is going to help you, too. Because right. that's the hard thing you're doing today. You're making yourself go for a walk. Right. Right? Or you're taking the clothes off the treadmill and you're going to walk <laughs> on it for a half an hour. Like right. you don't have to go train for a marathon. You don't have to you don't have to do jujitsu. You don't have to lift weights. Although women is the best thing you can do for yourself is lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um second best thing is jujitsu. Um you but that's the hard thing, just going for a walk, making yourself go out when it's 100, 100 degrees outside and going for a walk at 9.30 at night. You're going to sleep better. You moved your body. Mm-hmm. You didn't think about all of the shit that went wrong today at work or with the kids or the washing machine's broken. You know, you just take a time out from all of that and just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I'd even challenge you to not have your phone with you. Don't listen to music. Right. Talk to your partner. Yeah. Drag him or her along and say, hey, let's go take the dogs for a walk. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tremendous for your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. that's what, and I think at the end of the day, that's what we all need to is to move to help our brains. Right. So like that, I guess that. Okay. That's it. <laughs> take literal steps. Right. Literal steps. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is the hard thing you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be tremendously hard. It just has to be something you don't want to do and you make yourself do it. Right. I think that's sort of a misconception because when you say do hard things, people immediately jump to, I've got to do something extraordinarily hard. I've got to, you know. Go run 10 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Or i got to go do, you know, Olympic lifting, you know. And no, it doesn't no. have to be that. <laughs> it's something that you don't want to do yeah. that you just make yourself do. Yeah. So the only thing that I'll add to that is that don't let that be the baseline forever. Correct. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Eventually you got to like step that up a little bit, you know. Right. And you then know? yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. the the walk at the half hour walk may becomes a 45 minute walk mm-hmm. or maybe at every corner you come to you do three burpees. Right. Oh, oh that would be something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, something stupid. I'm, yeah. you know, Right. It doesn't have to be hard, but it should get harder because once right. you're used to doing that half hour mm-hmm. walk every night, right. maybe you add one in in the morning too. Yeah. Waking up early is not my forte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's good for you. It but is good it, for you. But it, it's hard a lot of times. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, well, yeah. that was awesome. I greatly appreciate your time. Yeah, I love speaking with me. you. Yeah. We always have good conversations. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So that's really it. I, I hope that people gain something from this, that they understand that there's there's a lot you can accomplish. It doesn't have to be monumental. 
and that in the end of all things, this is going to improve you as a person. It's going to make you stronger, more resilient, create better relationships, and just in general, make the world a better place. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for right. having me. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can now support the Non-Victim Nation by donating via listener support directly on Spotify. Remember, the story of your life is being written right now, and you are the hero.